0: Thanks for joining us for another great edition of Talking Tigs. No game to talk about this week. Everyone was a join a bye, but a big game coming up this week at home in Tiger Stadium against Alabama. Well, We got that to talk about uh, along with everything else in college uh, football. There were some other news and notes, but we'll get to that as well. I'm Scott Gerard joining me tonight, as always, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Um, Guys, hope you had a good week. Enjoyed the, the bye, at least as far as you know. Uh, I guess LSU football stress wise. Uh, but a uh, big one coming up. Um, I don't know, Tommy, you you'll you'll be on the ground there. Hopefully, you know, some uh, some good buzz to report on the ground if if you're around, that is. I know you're a uh a traveler, but hope you all had a good week. Excited to talk to y'all with y'all about it this week. Uh I don't know, good decide the the SEC this weekend. Um, but uh, excited to talk about it with you guys. How's it going? It's going great. Glad to be here. Um, You know, good
1: little bye week, uh, kind of a nice little reset. Got to not sweat uh, LSU, but, you know, enjoy the rest of college football and and really prepare for what is typically, you know, the biggest game of the year. But, um, you know, the past two years has not been has not even been a thought, really. It's been more of a, you know, pencil that in as an L. Um, and I'm sure you know we're going to get into the into the breakdown of, of the game itself and kind of our predictions. But I I think it's important just to stop for a second and be like, uh, you know, a year ago or even ten weeks ago, if we if we've been able to be, to be talking about like LSU virtually controlling their own destiny against you know and playing the best team in the in the or I guess maybe you'd say the second best team or third best team in the league um at home in what you know you you hope is a competitive game I mean I think that's that's a win for uh for Brian Kelly year one
2: yeah um good to to be here with you all had a a busy weekend but got to catch some football and enjoyed that like you said Tommy without having to worry about the imminent threat of an LSU loss. Uh, we cruised through the bye week and now it's a uh, Bama hate week as they call it. So um, it's been a pretty one-sided affair over the past decade, but I hope springs eternal and getting the, the Crimson Tide at home uh, would be exciting to win the first one in 12 years uh, at that. So we can break it all down and and see what we can unpack against uh, the Nick Saban faithful
0: yeah, and Brian Kelly seems you know excited about the whole sp- whole prospect. Uh, it's going to be pretty much his biggest game, I-, I would say this year. But I don't know. It's you know coming out of the gates. I think the first one might be, but this could be his biggest home game so far. Um, I don't know if he'll have a bigger road game, but uh, definitely you know it's, this is what he said he moved to the SEC for so. You know, here's your here's your chance. Yeah, you know, welcome welcome to the SEC. Um, lots lot. I, I don't know. I think you could we could talk about it very little bit and get across you know the, the basic points, or we could just overanalyze this whole thing because you know like Daniel says, oh they've just had the the better part of us for you know about a decade or so, um, and it's like it's only been competitive on like the bookends of it. You know, mm-hmm. like you, I know they, the, the last two years we looked awful, but it's weird. Like how Alabama was like one of the better, more surprising games of last year, because the defense kind of finally held its own. The offense, you know, was what it was, but I don't know. I think this, this year it, uh it, it could come down to the same thing. Um Obviously LSU would probably have to play pretty mistake free. Yeah, because uh, Alabama is just that team. It's like if you just give them points, then you're, you're never going to do it. Not you know, the, the way we've been with this come from behind team all season. Uh, I don't think we can do that here and hope to maybe pull it out. Maybe we could, but, you know, it would have to be a, a miraculous game by the Tigers. It's possible, though, right? How do you how do you like our chances?
1: I I mean, gun to my head, I, I don't like our chances. But what I would say is I I don't know if it has to be as much of a miracle as maybe we thought it definitely doesn't have to be as much of a miracle as I would have told you it had to be week one after, after watching us play against Florida state. Um, you know, I think this is a, a vulnerable Alabama team. Um, not as vulnerable as maybe they were, uh, you know, 20, uh, 2018, 20, you know, twenty twenty one. um, but I think this is a, I think this is a vulnerable team. I think that uh, for Alabama standards <laughs> for, yes, exactly. For Alabama standards. Uh, and this is as vulnerable as you're going to get them. Right. Yeah. exactly. Uh, and I, I, I just, I think that we are at home. I think that uh, I, I want to see, I think this is, this is going to be a true test of, of, you know, the coaching because we kind of mm. have watched this, this team play, Alabama for the past two years, a lot of the, a lot of the faces like Kayshon, um and, you know, Jaqueline Roy and uh, Jay Ward, they were starting two years ago. So I think this is going to be a lot of, a lot of coaching, a lot of um, scheme and a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, preparation that we probably missed out on with or- Orgeron, you would think, or hopefully, right? Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I think that it, I think this can be a, a big statement. It doesn't have to be a statement win, but just a statement performance for Brian Kelly.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, Nick Saban, which happy birthday to Mr. Nicholas! It's his birthday today on Halloween.
0: Yeah,
2: um, it, they're going to be prepared, and we saw how they played last week against Mississippi State after their loss to Tennessee um, in excruciating fashion. They came out and stomped all over Mississippi State, who gets the short end of the stick in that regard almost every year, whether Alabama will stay on that high and come out guns a blazing in Tiger stadium is to be seen. But I th- agree with your point, Tommy about the coaching, whether Brian Kelly and I think Matt house's defense Matt House, can, yeah. yeah, obviously set up a game plan to stop Bryce young and Jameer Gibbs and the other weapons that they have early on, because we've seen in those games when we get down by 10 plus points early, obviously we've come back to win a, more than one of those but against bama it's a lot harder to do than against uh, florida or in auburn and so if you dig yourself into that type of hole the game may be over before it starts that's what we saw against tennessee at home when we were basically shell-shocked at 11 a.m
1: i mean especially and and, and keep in mind for as as positive as i am and i am i i do feel positive i think this could be a, i think this could be this reminds me maybe not as much of a setup but if you remember the 2018 game where LSU when they beat, they beat Georgia at home and kind of were rising up in the rankings and it's set up perfectly aware the Alabama game at home was going to be kind of like uh, a, a real, um, uh, you know, could go either way. And, and if LSU were to win, then, the whole field opens
2: up and college game day was on campus. College game day was, Yeah, exactly. And then we went out and got crushed. I think it was 29 to zero or something. Yeah. That was a depressing game to watch. Oh, it
1: was bad. No, I'm not talking about the game itself, but kind of the way it's set up. This reminds me of that in a way. Um, but I, I think that, and, and so as positive as I am, let's not, let's not forget the fact that Alabama, in my opinion, has the two best players in all of college football on either side of the ball. I mean, I think it's undisputed that Will Anderson is probably the best is the, or is the best defensive player and probably the best all-around player in this in college football today. And I think Bryce Young is is the best offensive player in the league. I mean, or in in football. Mm-hmm. So we're not gonna yeah, as good as we are and, and as and as much improvement as we have made. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but I think that it's definitely going to be a more more competitive than I would have thought. We you know right after the Florida State
0: loss. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted- well, I mean, it's not only what what you saw from us, but like you said earlier, what you saw from them—they they had a loss. I mean, it was it was close. You know, like they they lost in the last minute field goal, totally respectable. Uh, and they were almost all losing to well, they almost lost to Texas on the road. Uh, Texas, decent team, not you know not not like the best team in the Big Twelve, I would say, but a decent team. Uh, but then you look at like what they're able to do against a And M. Same thing. It went down to the wire. I, I don't know if that it should have. So I think they're definitely susceptible. Uh, it's like if if Jimbo can get, can almost beat Alabama on the road, how can how can we not have a somewhat of a a fighting tiger chance? Um, so there's that. But it's also you know like I think if we can just you know we have our offensive line back. It's healthy. We've got a couple games of, of rhythm with us. You know, Major Burns is supposed to be back. Um, I think Jack Besh you know is supposed to be back as well. If He's not crazy. He had his positive news. Hopefully he can, you know, I don't know if they're going to stick him right back on the field to catch punts, but, you know, he'll be in the game plan. So I don't, maybe he's fresh, ready to go, got something to prove. I don't know. Uh, but basically, you know, Garrett uh, Dellinger, he's, I don't know. He's He's actually day-to-day. So we'll see. But overall, at least at least we're going into this thing. Oh, John Emery, that was the other one. Um, he, we'll see, I guess. <laughs> but overall, at least we're, for the most part, healthy going into it.
2: Yeah. Whoa. And, you, uh, yeah, like you said, Bama. They they've had some troubles in their games against a and Texas. They've had problems with discipline as well, with penalties. They had I think seventeen penalties in one game. That's uh, yeah, of Tennessee. Most Did, of the Nick Saban
0: era. Didn't they have a scare against Missouri too? Like it was it was un- It was like unreasonably close for Missouri. Well, Georgia now. was losing against Missouri. Oh, that, may, that maybe that's. I'm enough. sorry. I think that's what I was thinking. Of. Never mind.
2: But yeah, and they they don't have maybe the playmakers at wide receiver that they've had in the past um they ha- still have elite talent on both sides of the ball but LSU can match up with these people as long as we can contain certain aspects and i kind of wanted to point to a few matchups the first you already mentioned Tommy of Will Anderson arguably the best defender in college football going up against probably two true freshmen or freshmen. Yeah, that's what, that's yeah. what exactly. Yes. And Will Campbell and Emory Jones, uh, like you're got a grown man standing up against you and how are you going to block that? I mean, you're trying to put a chip in him at least, but he's going to get his one way or the other.
1: And then, uh, Hey, you know what? Guess what you got on the other side, Dallas Turner, who on every other team in America would be their premier edge rusher.
2: Exactly. So they're going to have a, a nightmare of an assignment, and Matt House is going to have to figure something out in terms of like double teams, like running back tandems, or like tight end blocking to help Will Campbell and Emory Jones out <laughs> there. Uh, but that that'll if we can contain them and hold them to one or maybe two sacks, like that's that's a win. If Jane Daniels isn't peppered with harassment all night, uh, and oh, the second one he will, be. He will be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the second one I wanted to point out was uh, Keishawn Butte who may be being shadowed by a former LSU tiger, Eli Ricks, who's recently come back on strong for Alabama after not seeing the field much early on in the season. So we'll see whether Kayshawn puts a little pep in his step, which he's lacked at certain points during the season against the guy. He's played a lot in practice. They know each other's strengths um, and he could definitely provide a spark for the LSU offense or Eli could shut him down and show the talent that he has. Uh, I think that'll be fun to watch all after or
1: evening, I guess you could say. What do you think? Do you think they play? Do you think it's? Do you think it's uh, Kool Aid McHistory, or Eli, or a combination?
2: Uh, well, Kool Aid, I think actually, I think he might have been hurt a little bit. Um, he hadn't played oh, as he? much. He hadn't played as much lately. They've been putting some other DBs in. Um, and Bama has been tested some down the sidelines, so I think they might put Eli on. Uh, Kayshawn is the number one, mm. uh, but I'm I'm not sure about that. I I, I don't know their
1: scheme that well. Yeah. Um, I think that I I, Daniel to your point about the about you know how are you going to block these these two premier edge rushers? I think that a a key to an LSU victory, if LSU is going to win, they have to win similar to the way that we beat Alabama in 2019, which is a very very productive game out of the running back specifically. I'm looking at Josh Williams. Um, We've made the comparisons. It, you know, it, it, in a way to Clyde um, kind of just with the way he's, he's good at pass protection. He's a smart guy. He can, he can catch it out of the backfield and, you know, he's and he's a grinder. He can, he he eats up yards and he gets yards after contact. I think that for LSU to be able to have success, he's going to have to play a big role um, not only in the, you know, traditional offensive game, but he's got to, like you said, Daniel, he's got to go chip. Will Anderson. He's got to chip Dallas Turner. He's probably got to pick up William, uh, uh Henry Toa Toa, the middle linebacker who's gonna be blitzing. Um, because because you're right. I think that Alabama and Pete Golding, Pete Golding's known for his stunts and how he likes to uh you know move put put his his uh all of his weapons, defensive weapons in positions to to generate plays. I mean, you saw it um two weeks ago with Alabama when they played uh uh, Mississippi state. Oh yeah. The, uh, like the multiple, like, uh, fumble recovery touchdown and, you know, all that, like they, I think they had a pick six. Um, they're just, you know, forcing big plays like that. I think that, uh, being able to, to combat that with a, with a running back is going to be huge. And he's the only one. And Josh Williams has really been the only one who we've seen throughout the season who can actually do it.
0: Hmm. Yeah, but uh, you know, as a good plan B or in addition to what you said, uh, we could always pull the old Jordan Jefferson and just run them sideline to sideline, get all their boys gassed, so that we can sneak in a play here and there. Uh, I kid, but I, I feel like that's actually going to be something that's going to you know hopefully help us. It's not sink us, but that'd be uh, you know Jaden Daniels being able to you know if there's not a play there, like you said, if Kayshon and everybody's covered and he's coming in you know hopefully they'll have enough guys in coverage he can pick up the first down keep the chains moving you know they can eventually find something with that works so we're not going to be I don't feel like our offense is ever going to be I don't know just stuck with trying to run it up the middle you know like it was back in the old days uh I mean we it may not work whatever their game plan is you know like nothing well it, it kind of worked a little bit with Tennessee here and there but you know it's like it, it was just obvious the game was just not going to happen but uh I just I feel better if Jaden can can find the seams find the holes maybe hit a surprise play you know it'd be nice like he's right at the line of scrimmage he's like, just kidding I'm not gonna run and he finds somebody I yeah. think what yeah. we're waiting on is like this just magic not magical but you know just like some big play that we just haven't seen yet you know just one of those I don't know just busted open wide plays
2: as far as the Jaden Daniel scrambling thing we I mean, the meme has kind of died down a little bit, but in the past it was always about the SEC speed uh, and the speed of like Alabama, especially on the oh, I forgot of, about
1: SEC speed, yeah.
2: <laughs> in, in their linebacker position. And that may come into play with Jaden Daniels as his, typically his second option is the bootlegs like sprint out to the sideline. Um, if Alabama, they have the athletes, they got five stars on defense, they can probably flock to the ball a lot quicker from the linebacker in the DB position and close that out. So that'll definitely be a test because we've leaned so heavily on Jaden Daniels in the run game recently. Uh, and if they can contain him, our run game becomes much more one dimensional. And now you're looking at Josh Williams up the middle, which has had spurts of success. But um, if you can't really make that your, your bread and butter all game,
1: uh, well, it, his success is, is, you know, in a part a result of Jaden Daniels having to respect Jaden Daniels ability to run. I, mm-hmm. I think you're honest the Daniel.
2: Yeah, so we'll see whether uh, the SEC speed is is true, considering <laughs> Jaden Daniels didn't see that until just this year. Now right.
0: but one, he's looked good so
1: far, so that's one, true. Thing, one thing one one thing that I've that I've also I think could be a key for LSU's success. Um, Alabama's offensive line is not what we've seen in the past. Like, I think that's one of their struggling points. Mm-hmm. Daniel, you talked about um, the penalties. A lot of penalties came from false starts, holding. Yeah. Um, I think they had one uh, 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 lineman downfield on a screenplay. And uh, and then they, 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 man, in that Tennessee game, I, I remember specifically, I mean, they were getting Bryce Young killed, like missing assignments and everything. And that And, and so I think that this is a place where, Um, and you might be surprised to hear it, but our favorite, you know, freshman Harold Perkins, this might be a place where he can, he can uh, shine and and really get after the quarterback. Like he's kind of our, you know, he's going to be our answer to a Will Anderson or a Dallas Turner. Um, obviously a lot younger and and less, you know, a little bit more raw underdeveloped, but, um, I I think that, I mean, Bryce Young's been battling injury. He got injured uh, two weeks ago. Um, and I think that, or two, I guess it was three weeks ago, but uh, he's, you know, obviously he's going to play. I think he's fine, but it, it could be something to exploit. And I think, I think that, uh, that offensive line offers a, a great opportunity for us to, to really get after the quarterback and cause some havoc.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, you talk about Alabama's uh, linebackers Our our linebacker, Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'd put Harold Perkins on the field against anybody, you know, if you yeah. could, if, it, if it matches up that way. Um <clears throat> So I don't know, do you, does any of you uh venture to guess what this game might look like on the scoreboard?
2: I've kind of, I've thought about it a little bit and we, I want to say that it's going to be close or else you pull out a, a clutch win at home uh, and really turn the tides. And if we win, we're still right there in the hunt for the sec championship um, with some medium to kind of lower quality opponents left on, on the schedule. But I think Alabama might just have too much talent for us. Uh, we saw us crumble against Tennessee early, and Alabama played Tennessee close. Transitive property is not always true in college football, but I think they just kind of outclass us a little bit. I will say that it could come down to something we have it hasn't really reared its head for the LSU the past couple of weeks, which is special teams. Mm. Um, whether we can convert our kicks, keep Alabama held to tough field position. Alabama's actually had a few struggles of their own on special teams, like in the kicking game as well. Uh, So, and those are the type of plays that can swing a game in the blink of an eye. We've seen that already in our own season. So there could be something there to to provide a spark or really hurt us. But I think overall Alabama's offense just kind of chugs along and uh, their defense does enough to keep us in the tank. So I'm going to predict maybe 37, 24 Alabama. So kind of right in line with Vegas at about 13 points also by note i've picked against lsu i think like four weeks in a row and we've won three of those except for tennessee so i just got to keep doing
0: it <laughs> sure uh tommy what about you
1: i mean i'm i feel like i've been the most positive guy this you know on this podcast but i think i think LSU, I think lsu loses and i think alabama covers <laughs> i feel like i feel like they're going to beat us by 14 to 17 points um Bryce Young's too tough. Will Anderson's too tough. I, I real, I, I think Bryce Young is. Bryce Young might be better than. I mean, he's as good as I've seen in a long time. I love watching him play. Uh, he's so smooth. He, the way he's able to dish the ball around the. Um, he reminds me of Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah. Um, just makes it look effortless. He really does, and I just feel like I feel like our team is is so you can, I think you can tell, you can tell the flashes and you can tell, especially the past you know, couple of weeks, we've been playing very well. That's like the, it's like Brian Kelly's way is setting in, but I think it's just all too new for us to really be that disciplined. Because, you know, the, the, to win these kind of games, it's about, it's discipline, it's process, it's, um, it, you are doing the same thing over and over and over and uh, in the, you know, the correct way. And I just think Alabama, this team has has too much um experience with that kind of system. And and we're still kind of learning it. Next year might be a different story, but I still I think we lose, you know, I think we lose 42 uh 31.
2: What's your what's your take, Scott?
0: Actually wait I a mean, they, they don't cover in that one. <laughs> I guess it's more yeah. like 45, 31. I don't know. I uh I'm with you. I, I feel like they can do it. My my hunch is to say, you know, what, Alabama will probably come in and just, you know, it's just it's like it'll look good for like a quarter and a half and then maybe they'll pull away. But I, I don't know. I feel like if LSU just plays flawless, uh, not that they necessarily did against um, Ole Miss, yeah. but they just they looked they look like a different they look crisp. They look organized. They look fret. They look like a, a strong team. Yeah. So if I see that LSU team,
2: well, if we can get LSU against all Miss from quarters two, three, four, like remember we were down <laughs> yeah. seventeen to three. Yeah, I you know. Mean. I know.
0: That's that's. I think yeah. That's what I was saying is like we can't we can't start from behind with these guys. Um, so yeah, if we can get two, three, four quarters, or uh, yeah, yeah, or four four quarters of Tennessee football, you know, we'll take that too. Uh, I don't know. I think LSU could could maybe lose by ten or kick a field goal to win it. I'll go with that. I don't know. They'll, they'll probably lose by seventeen. Why? <laughs> but um, I don't know. At, at least maybe it won't be decided until late. You know, yeah. at least keep the team in it for like three quarters. Because you I mean think about it, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a night game. So this this crowd is gonna help them. Hopefully, we'll see like a Like I don't know if Brian Kelly's seen like the full value of the stadium he has at night yet. True. Like he's had he's had some team like he's had a night game there, but nothing like this. What's been the biggest night game we've had
1: here? So
0: uh, far. i don't know maybe Against S- mississippi state
1: southern was that i mean mississippi state was at mississippi state wasn't it oh you're right, right. or what yeah
0: southern might be you're right scott i think it might might be southern which that doesn't count no no mississippi state was at home oh it was uh, okay yeah but i it was it was a, it was like a day game wasn't it it was like a 330 no i don't know we, we should probably look it up but i i i don't Anyway, whatever whatever it was, it's not going to match this. So uh, again, I think this is you know part of what Brian Kelly is saying in his answers. I'm like, why he came here. So you know, not that I, I don't know what Notre Dame's atmosphere is like. Never been to a game. It's just you know, when other people talk about the best environments or the best stadiums in college football, never really mentioned. It's always Tiger Stadium. But I think we're kind of relying on history at this point. So we need to we need to kind of get that Saturday night mojo back. And I think this game might help. So
2: mm-hmm. I, right. I have one final note on this, which is LSU kind of has the small glimmer in the distance of a possibility of running the table and sec championship playoff, whatever, uh, This is big for Alabama, too, like because with their loss uh, to Tennessee, there's not much room wiggle room for Saban in their playoff hopes. And his philosophy is basically championship or bust every year. Mm -hmm. So he sees the season possibly slipping Mm -hmm. away here also. So he's going to have them ready to go, I think, at the top of their game. And it'll it'll be an exciting one for sure, Uh, especially on the heels of the one V two Georgia versus Tennessee match, which I'm sure we're about to get into.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a decent weekend of football, but it's mostly our game and then that one, just one versus two, uh depending on the poll you look at. But uh yeah, it's it doesn't get any bigger than this. It almost feels like a playoff. You have one and two versus well, I guess three and four versus you know, what would be the SEC rankings possibly. Um so I I, I think it's a good weekend. Um you know, the also Notre Dame Clemson. That could be good. Like if Notre Dame was to take out Clemson somehow, that's you know what? If 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 Notre Dame is is, you know, has
1: anything, they 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 should be able to take out Clemson because the amount of close calls that Clemson have had, ugh. Yeah. And just sickens this is, me.
2: And this is basically the only like solid team left on Clemson's schedule. So if they get by Notre Dame, then they're basically cruising to the playoff here. Uh and the the fighting Irish, they a weird team. They've had some pretty big wins. They're the only team that's beaten North Carolina, but then they also lost to Marshall. So it's hard to reconcile that. But um, before the season started, you would probably would have circled this game. Like that would have been the game of the week is Clemson versus Notre Dame probably, uh, and then now they're playing third fiddle to us in the the Georgia game, mm-hmm. which I think I think Georgia takes care of business against Tennessee. Uh, the the magical Rocky Top run comes to an end in Athens, which is kind of sad, but I'm hoping for an exciting game. The Tennessee high flying offense versus the extremely stingy Georgia defense will be will be fun to watch, um, and co- yeah, College Game Day there. Georgia still hasn't lost since their national championship and the the upstart Tennessee volunteers. So uh yeah, big Saturday of college football there.
0: hmm And it's already been, you know, a lot a lot going on uh, just in, in this week. Like Brian Harson got fired to sit fire. Brian Harson got fired today. Uh again, happy birthday to Nick Saban, I guess, although he wasn't really like he's like who? Brian Who? The coach at Auburn oh yeah, I'm, I think I met him once. So that that's kind of a funny thing that they did it on Nick Saban's birthday, but also it's because Harson's birthday is tomorrow. Oh, uh, yikes. Yeah, he didn't even finish out. And he probably came to, what if he came to the office in like a costume, like, hey, happy Halloween. Everybody. Happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of here
1: oh <laughs> he, he like he has to like walk out has to pack his box like wearing like a
0: clown suit or something exactly like a darth maul costume or something <laughs> <laughs> um but man they're gonna have to pay this guy 15 million uh i think half of it in the next 30 days and he, can, I mean, can you all fire me for the podcast and pay me a big buyout I'd be fine with that. I mean, did, did you sign well, – how much did you sign on for? Let's start there. Well, I, I guess someone, we would have signed with ourselves. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you have to buy us out. You have to pay to get off the bond. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. You're indebted. Um, but, no, it's funny. It's, it's like he went 9-12 and 12 in his time there. Like he – I can't – I mean, obviously they feel like he's not the coach, but they wanted him gone before this season started. So it was an uphill battle all the way. Probably wasn't the guy to begin with, but, man, am I glad to not be in their position or am like, we could have had Jimbo Fisher, could have had Mel Tucker, you know, he went three and five, his team was, like, trying to beat up the other team in the, yeah. did you see that? That's crazy. Yeah, they look um, bad. Yeah, they're talking, like, there might be criminal charges. There might be, I've, I've seen, yeah, yeah, I know, it's, it's very strange. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Um. but to Harson's credit, he went one-on-one against LSU, so, uh He'll have that. Uh, I don't know who, who do you think would go next at Auburn? Who do you think they would like, do you really believe that Lane Kiffin remember people were saying he might come to us I, again? I don't know why he would leave. I mean, it's maybe it's better NIL prospects for his recruiting. I don't know what it is, but it's like, it's like he's, he's set up it on this. Like he's, you know, he was playing for a ch- a, a playoff berth up until we beat him. It's
1: just, I, you know, I don't know if I believe it. A lot of the analysts say that, that, miss will never really be able to get over that hump
0: just because the
1: the the dynamics of the the money and the the kind of recruiting ability the facilities everything in oxford um i could see you know i i think it, man for the troll that he is he might love to go be the foil to save it you know what i mean
0: sure um just to like have, instead of just yeah i i, I can see that totally um, I think that, um, I think that you know, the, I don't know if it was
1: just that, uh, uh, just the college game day was at Jackson State this past weekend, but a lot, you know they were talking about Dion going to Auburn. Um, yeah, that's right. I don't know if I don't know if it makes sense necessarily. I feel like if he thinks Norvell has any chance of being out in the next, you know, two to three years, he would, he might wait for the Florida state job. It just makes too much sense. Um, But I mean, I think, I think Dion will have an sec job or at least a power, a you know, big time power five job in the next two to three years.
0: Yeah. And if that's what he wants to do, like you said, Florida state, that makes the most sense out of anything. I mean, he would be alleged. It, it, it doesn't even matter. I mean, I don't even know if, I mean, I guess he, I guess he
1: could, Kind of be, it, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't get how uh, how how, or
0: I don't understand, or really know how good of a coach he really is. Right, uh, and I mean, but I, I guess I haven't done a dive into what Jackson State looked like before he got there, because uh, you know they're they're undefeated right now. You know, to to their credit, and he's he's got buzz around the program. He's there's money coming to there now that wasn't there before um but I'd say um could he go I don't know it's like would is it just a I don't want to say a gimmick but like is well does what he brings work there like will that also work at FSU or like you were saying about Ole Miss only being so much like would he need to have something else in addition to who he is to like win at FSU because no one's done there done it since well I mean Jimbo did it, but he had Jameis Winston. But beyond that, like it's you know, that was that was a flash in a pan of for like twenty years of nothing.
2: Yeah. Back to the the Auburn thing. I think they try and go for basically as big of a name as they can, like in the power five ranks, because they, they went the, the group of five approach with Brian Harson from Boise State and obviously that didn't work out. And Alabama's like um boosters are kind of notorious for meddling in these type of affairs and trying to kind of get their way specifically uh, the
0: Auburn boosters.
2: You I say Alabama.
0: Yeah. But um, I thought that's what you were saying. was like, Oh no, in, yeah, I meant to say Auburn. To yeah. Auburn oh, is, yeah. yeah they're they're is up hilarious. In there.
2: And then, so they're going to try and, and make a splash. I think, I don't know whether they try and poach um, a big time coordinator. I couldn't really tell you who that would be since Brent Venables is left uh, at Clemson or whether they go for uh, a head coach moving up, uh, maybe a, a former LSU named Dave Aranda after having some success at Baylor. Uh, hard to say. would be
0: a good one. Yeah. I think Matt rule would be a good candidate. Uh, I heard them talk about Hugh freeze, but he's, he's probably comfortable at Liberty. He's doing well with them, probably making decent money, uh, is redeeming his soul there as well. Uh, <laughs> I would say who is there somebody
2: else, um, I mean, Sonny Dykes is having a big season at TCU, obviously undefeated. I don't yeah. know if that would be a lateral move or a step up for him if they reach out. Uh,
0: That's a step up. Definitely a step up. Yeah. I mean, is he ready for it? I guess he, he'd have to wait, you know, you don't know until you try, right? But, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's it's awesome what he's done since, what, he started out in high school, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but... Ooh. Um, So I don't know. I think um, this is one thing I was going to ask you guys. Along with whoever these, you know, ends up at at all these coaching positions and there's probably going to be more to come. I don't think Mel Tucker will be gone this year. Jimbo. I don't know. Again, boosters seem to want him to go. Boosters seem to want him gone, but I don't, it's like they did that to Kevin Sumlin to get Jimbo. And it is, again, it was just for the program. It was basically just a lateral move with glitter yeah,
1: a lot of glitter 75 <laughs> yeah. million dollars worth of glitter yeah
0: exactly uh, and that's all it was too but um i don't know do you think i think it's different now and the transfer portal kind of just has improved i think the game overall i think it improves it can improve a coach's chances in places i mean look what it did for brian kelly just in the time he's you know the six months he had before when he like really took over the program before fall practice started uh, in what he was able to do with the transfer portal, so I, you know, you can win or lose by live or die by it, but um, I don't know. I think I think it's just made better talent available to everybody. You know, it's like we we pulled in a guy off the the uh, with the transfer portal who was at a, uh, what was it Miles Frazier? Um, these guys that you know maybe that they're not ready for um, SEC week in week out grind playing against Alabama and all these folks but if they go to a, a junior college for 2 years and their like their bodies are grown and now they're hitting their full potential and like yeah you can transfer anywhere you want to yeah uh i, I think it just it's it's great I, I i used to not like it but i'm i'm starting to think it kind of levels the playing field a little bit more
1: yeah it can um, it, can. it can, yeah i think it can i think that's the you know it can also absolutely just destroy a team as you've seen, you know, I mean, we, we have a, basically a, a, a new rosters uh, in a lot of ways on, uh, you know, um, a lot of our star players towards the end of the end of the season last year, you know, we would have been really worried about because who are we going to replace them with? Now, obviously we picked up some, some good guys who, you know, in some ways have been, in, have been upgrades from what we had before. But um, as far as Jimbo goes, I think that, uh, the only and I and I, I mean I don't like being I don't like being positive on Jimbo Fisher and a And because I think I I might actually dislike a And or no I do I dislike a And M way more than I dislike Alabama, um, but you know his, the greatest recruiting he's had everybody's always said like oh he's got the greatest recruiting classes of all time and you know over and over but his real greatest recruiting class of all time still probably needs another year or two. To, to you know to really see like I think in two to in one or in two to three years they could be Georgia maybe right if, if, uh, it, if it all goes to play it now he hasn't been he hasn't shown that track record of, of really competing whereas Kirby did you know Kirby took him to the national championship in 17 or in 18 um lost but you know, he showed those flashes and then kind of came back down to earth and then continue to build and build and build. And now we have Georgia what they are, but um, you know, maybe it is that maybe the, the the experts are right. And that Jimbo just needs a little bit more time and A&M needs a little more time.
2: One thing that I'm thankful for is that LSU is not one of the teams like in the coaching search carousel really this year. I mean, after the Florida state game at the beginning of the season, we're like, Oh boy, here we go again um, with the the losses. But Brian Kelly seems to have done a pretty good job of, of riding the ship, at least in the early stages, we still got a lot of football left to play here. Um, but it's nice not having the, the O show going on. And then you're, I mean, we talked about this on the podcast for weeks on end about who's the, the next name at LSU. And now we can just get to see the wheels turn elsewhere. So, I mean, they got Kelly locked in
1: for how many years, seven, eight, um, I think it's, isn't it 10, but like nobody yeah. expects him just to be here all 10. I think at least five.
2: It's, it's a long time at least. So yeah, um, if, if we can get half that of an era, I think that's a pretty big success. And then we can, can work from there. But uh, I mean, college football is always evolving. You're always looking for the next big thing, uh, but we just got to keep going with what we got and, and build up. Cause maybe we can be something similar to Georgia in a couple of years where we get some staying power up top. Um, I mean, we had flash in 2019, but that was kind of a one-off event, obviously, but if we can get back to anywhere near that level, then I think the, the tiger nation will be pretty happy.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and we can do it. Uh, like you said, we just got to keep, uh, keep, keep our, our coaching. Well, not just Brian Kelly, but hopefully, you know, these other guys can stay for at least a year or two. Also, uh, you know, all these position coaches, cause they, you know, they seem to be working well with the players, but it's also bringing in the that next cycle um lsu actually flipped a guy from uh Baylor david Randall we were talking about him earlier uh it was earlier this week they flipped uh linebacker's name is christian brathwaite braithwaite uh-huh. Braithwaite yeah uh so i mean that's that's awesome uh but in addition to that it's like this uh this quarterback remember he he came in i think he came out on a visit uh earlier this season earlier earlier this year uh, Julian Sayin, and he's supposed to announce on Wednesday. It's like it's down to LSU, Alabama, and well, there's one other. Uh, my, my- he's
2: been crystal ball to Alabama, um, yeah. but
0: yeah, it, that would be a big coup to, to flip him. Yeah, because um, stranger things have happened. But anyway, she's about bringing in those guys, but Brian Kelly seems pretty pretty focused on Louisiana recruiting and hitting that transfer portal. Uh, he's like, I you know, I'll deal with national recruits later. I, I guess. I mean, I will we'll obviously keep that door open, but it's like, I got guys here. You know, I got guys here, and I got guys that hit the portal every every season. So, uh, I I think he's good. He's going to be fine for a few years. Um, but yeah, it's always fun to talk about it. Yeah. It, anything else uh, from this past week that you saw, like games wise? I don't know if there was any. Well, I don't know. I mean there there were some upsets per se, but uh I think overall nothing really changed in the you know in the grand scheme of things in the college football landscape.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't wasn't anything too crazy. Um Oklahoma State got stomped by Kansas State, uh who's low or already lost a two lane of all people, uh, right. having a pretty good season. Um <laughs> and then Illinois, not a traditional football school, crazy. continues to roll at seven and yeah. one. Uh so yeah, good on them, I guess. And then Ohio State, they got played decently close by Penn State, but um JT crazy Polynesian last name, like Tua Malau or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Like like a wild game at the defense. He had like three sacks, like a forced fumble, like pick a, six, right? Yeah, pick six, like basically one of the biggest defensive statistical games you'd ever seen. Uh, and he was a former like top five recruit. So uh they, they got stuff brewing in, in OSU land. So uh they got That's, that ma- matchup with Michigan circled.
1: Yeah, I, wa- I watched uh, almost all that. Um, uh, I-, I watched almost all of it, and you know, I feel I feel like my analysis of, of Ohio State from last week is still somewhat applies. Is like they're a little bit more under the radar than they've been in in you know past years. I don't think they're as dominant as they were as as they have been, but they did look good at the end of that game. You know, mm-hmm. Penn State really had a chance to win it at all at so many points they just couldn't capitalize on it you have to think about when you're talking about hot seats you have to think where's james Franklin? how hot is
0: his seat but um they're probably happy they're well, probably they're, happy with him they probably are happy in that valley um, yeah but uh, it was it was weird it was like i, I was watching that game when i could but uh, it seemed close, but then all of a sudden, within like five minutes, Ohio State just went boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah. Boom, boom. It was like, well, they,
1: they forced, I think they, what, they forced a punt, scored, then stopped they, a fourth I, down, then scored, and then like had to pick six or something like that. Yeah. It was, it was over in, a, in like, like you said, like two minutes of game time.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, unrelated to, unrelated to football, but something I think worth mentioning. Um, did y'all watch any of the World Series they've had
0: the first two games Mm-mm. Just, I just I, I i knew what happened uh, I think in the first game anyway uh, well I watched the second game it was on Saturday night
1: Bregman had a huge night and it made me start thinking and, and I think there's something to, to you know for LSU fans to kind of ponder I guess um, I think Alex Bregman may end up being the best, L, best baseball player to ever come out of LSU
0: could be yeah.
1: I mean and like he's he putting together he's putting together a really great World Series. If they go on and win, he could be the MVP. Um you know, he's already got a ring. Or does he have two rings? He's got one. Yeah, they, and, lost, and like, they
0: lost to the Braves last year, right? Yeah. But yeah, and but then he then was, lost to the Nats too. So, yeah. yeah.
1: So he's got three appearances, or four appearances.
0: And he's had some he had some clutch hits. Oh yeah. Uh, his, I guess the the whole thing with their World Series win was, you know, the whole cheating and the dugout thing but i i obviously you know everyone's watching and now there's still a good program there's still like dusty baker is a good coach so or manager uh and Houston's just good yeah Uh, and you're seeing that and yeah yeah i agree with you he 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 very well could be um like usually think like like pitchers pitchers out of lsu or like you know ben mcdonald aaron nola but yeah bregman like i don't know if we've had a a field player. That's. I was talking to. I was talking to my boss about it
1: actually a couple hours ago. Like, you know, maybe the closest one you might think of is like terrio as a position player. He's got two brains. Larry Walker. Yeah.
0: But yeah, just something to think no, about. No, it was Todd Walker. Yeah, it was Todd. Todd Walker. Sorry, I'm thinking of some other. I don't know who Larry Walker is uh he i don't think he played at lsu <laughs> uh but anyway yeah no i i you you could be right i mean he's got so far he's got some some great moments some very you know very just clutch hits at the right spots that's you know stuff that, you know just pre- basically lives in immortality in, 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 in the baseball you know hall of fame stuff um but yeah it's, what's it is it one one now yeah it's one one they're gonna they're,
1: they should be first pitch is like in
0: probably 20 minutes Oh, yeah, All right. well, let's check it out um, and the playoff rankings come out tomorrow, or no but they come out this week um yeah on- t- Tuesday night or tomorrow night, yeah. yeah, yeah, be interesting to see where lSU falls I honestly I don't care in, in any way, I mean, we moved up in the rankings this week, I think we're fifteen now, um but I you know at this point, it doesn't matter, I just you know I just want to see good football um but I think it'll be interesting because. Two years from now, that's when it really will matter because it could be an LSU, like a two-loss LSU team, uh, you know, sitting at number ten, but they make the playoffs. Wouldn't that be crazy? Would we'll be crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm not holding my breath, but no. But I mean, it's just it's that's, it's, that's it's just crazy it, that that's it's a possibility. A to be. Yeah, like yeah, how many playoffs so far have had two SEC teams in it? Now you expand it to twelve. I don't know. It's going to be crazy to see what happens. Lots to look forward to, though. Any final thoughts? Um,
2: I had one kind of random trivia fact. I think I came with a trivia fact last week, but um, so Alabama and Tennessee are playing on Saturday. One versus two matchup. Tennessee's tied for second. Tennessee and Georgia. Or to, yeah. I don't know why I keep saying Alabama and <laughs> Nick Saban is living mine. rent free in my head, uh, but yeah. Uh, so Georgia and Tennessee are playing one versus two, 11 years ago to the day of that point would be another one versus two matchup LSU versus Alabama in the 2011 season. Uh, the, the nine to six game of the century that LSU came out on top, and so it all kind of ties back there on the fifth of November. Remember, remember the fifth of November. <laughs> um, so we'll see if if uh, Tennessee has a gunpowder plot for Georgia. Um, <laughs> but so that's just a little little nickel in your in your pocket there. A little, uh, you know, a little right guy away. Fox
0: <laughs> football references. Mm-hmm. You're funny. Oh, Tommy, anything? Are you you good? Hey. Uh i'm just i'm just excited that
1: i'm excited that this is a you know a i'm excited that we even get to talk about this game being competitive because i don't i don't know if i would have predicted it being you know being even an issue i feel like you know five weeks ago i would have said or six weeks ago i would have said okay well our lsu for podcast will just be about how we're going to lose and we'll
0: call it a day so I'm let's just enjoy it amen let's do it uh Nothing else to talk about now, but uh, just see what happens on game day. Uh, but look, either way, uh, we we'll look forward to chopping it up with you folks afterwards, as we always do here on Talking Tigs. Uh, I didn't really have anything else to add either. No no quotes or, or history, uh, history, trivia, anything like that this time. So we'll just leave it up to the game and see what happens there. Uh, so what until next week. Hope you all have a good weekend. Enjoy the game. Uh, if you're in Baton Rouge, go out support the Tigers. Yell your head off. Bring bring back Tiger Stadium for us, please. Uh, uh, stay safe, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time on Top of Days.